What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. I just have to say that I am feeling an immense amount of gratitude towards you and towards this community because what I'm going to talk about is going to ruffle some feathers. And I know this because it already has. I sent an email about this topic, and it was the most amount of opt-outs that I've received on my on a single email ever. Now, the beauty of this community is that when I mentioned that there was a lot of unsubscribes, the outpouring of support was incredibly strong. People saying, don't stop being you. We need to hear the truth. If people can't handle you telling it like it is, then they don't deserve to hear your wisdom. Just some amazing responses that I got. So first of all, thank you for that. And second of all, I think that this is an important message if you are a coach, because sometimes, and and I fall into this trap, sometimes we want to be everything to everyone. As coaches, we want to help everyone. We want to support everyone. We want just like we do this because of personal reasons. Like I'm a coach because of what happened to me and my poor relationship with food and and my body and exercise and the shit that I went through. It's all personal. I don't want other people to suffer like I suffered. So I became a coach. And then I started my business because I saw the way that coaching was done inappropriately and morally. And I decided to change that. And I felt like I could impact more people through the vehicle of having a coaching business and not just being a coach. So if you are a coach, just remember that it's all it's just as important to know who your people are as it is to know who your people are not. For example, if somebody gets offended by me being honest and speaking truth, they're not my person. If somebody gets butt hurt because I call them out on their own bullshit, they're not my person. If you are running a coaching business, really any business, if you are building a community, you have to know who your people are, but also just as important, who they are not. So all the people that got offended because I use the word asshole many times and the people that got offended because I say fuck, they're not my people and that's okay. I'm not for everybody, but I'm feeling very grateful for everybody that rallied um, to let me know that I can keep being me and that's enough and that I don't need to try to conform or change my message or who I am as a person just because there's a small minority that, that gets butt hurt over some real talk. So that's my preface here because I am going to deliver the same message Because I think that it needs to be heard with a little bit more of an explanation. And keep in mind that a lot of people got butt hurt over this message. So before I jump in, of course, I have to let you know how you can continue to be the greatest community that was ever created. And that is by spreading the love. Without a shadow of a doubt, the people 
you, the, the listeners, the audience of this podcast are the best. I'm, and I, I say this a little hesitantly because we have an amazing Facebook community. I've got great followers on Instagram. I've got a, an amazing email list. However, the podcast is where it's at. That's all I'm going to say. The podcast listeners, for some reason, just have a deeper understanding and connect with the message more than anybody else. So the way that we continue to facilitate that is by spreading the love. It's by doing your part to share and get this into the ears of more individuals who need this. So you can do that in a few ways. Number one, you can leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. That helps us show up more. Um, It helps us to show up when somebody's searching for something related, and it just helps to add credibility to the show. So that's number one. Number two, you can simply take the episode link and send it to a friend or family member. You can text it to them. You can email it to them, whatever your method is. You can send it that way, or you can post to your stories on Instagram. So you would just take a screenshot of the episode, post it to your stories, write a little nice message, and then tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Those are all the ways that you can help. So what I wanted to talk about today, it's, um, like I said, it's a little, I wouldn't call it controversial. It's just real talk. Like, why are we so afraid of the truth? One of my, my favorite things to be, I've mentioned this before, but one of my favorite things to be is the truth mirror for people. Like if I can hold up the mirror and you see more self-awareness because of that truth mirror, even if you don't like what you see, but if you're aware of it now because I was that truth mirror, I think that is one of the greatest gifts that you can give to another human being. I love it when people call me out on my shit. There's a reason why my relationship with Mel is as good as it is. It's because she is the first person to call me out on my shit. And I I fucking love it. There are times where I get defensive. There's times where I react unfavorably. I'm human. I'm not immune to being human, but I fucking love it. Like when she calls me on my shit, I love it. So I think it's the greatest gift that you can give to somebody is just radical honesty and real talk. Be that truth mirror. So I'm going to be the truth mirror because I think that it's more beneficial. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes you notice a pattern. Like my sister, when she called me out on my disordered eating, that was a hard thing for me to hear. It sucked. It was, it was painful. But it was a gift because that was what I needed to get help. So sometimes we need to hear the harsh truth. Sometimes we need to realize that there's a pattern. Sometimes we need to realize things, especially when there's a high level of incongruence, meaning we're saying one thing, but we're not doing another. Like you are becoming the person that you want to become based off of what you are doing. It's a verb, I-N-G, doing, not by what you say. Because you can say all you want. Talk is cheap. You can say whatever you want till you're blue in the face. 
you become the person that you want to become by what you are doing over and over again. It always comes down to action. It always comes down to doing. So what I want to talk about is the fact that there's kind of this fine line that we have to walk because at pop, we, there's a lot of things that we talk about. Our message is typically a popular one because we don't fall into the traditional framework of you know, how standard dieting works. We don't believe in the traditional methods. We're the weirdos. We're the ones that are like, no, you can't just slash calories and increase cardio and get to where you want to be. No, we actually have to understand the uniqueness of each individual. We actually have to enjoy the process. I know it's shocking, but we actually have to enjoy the process. We actually have to create results that are sustainable. We don't rush the process. We do things sustainably. We're, you know, we don't fall into the quick fix bullshit mindset. So oftentimes there's this immediate sense of relief when our clients join. There's this instant weight lifted off their shoulders because for so long they felt confined. They felt like a prisoner to their diet. They felt like, how am I going to follow all these rules? They felt like they had to be perfect. They felt like there was no margin for error. All of these issues. And we're like, fuck that. And they immediately feel this like, wait, I'm telling you more than anything else, the first comment that we get from for clients that, that join our one-on-one clients that join our program, the first comment is like, oh my God, this is so much more sustainable. It feels like a weight was lifted off my shoulder. Where has this been? Why have I been doing things the other way for so long? I don't understand. What was I waiting for? Typically, that happens within the first two weeks. It's, it's a, a noticeable difference. I love it. Now, <laughs> I love it when people are like, how, how is your program different from everything else I tried? And then they come in, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's noticeable. It's tangible. It's palpable. Within the first two weeks, that's the first thing that we typically see because we teach and we preach that perfection is not a thing. We take perfection off the table from day one. We set the expectation that failure is going to be a huge part of the process and it's actually an important part. So there's no fear around failing. Like, think about that. Most of our clients come to us where they're so afraid of one misstep that if they even eat slightly off plan, they typically throw in the towel and they're like, screw it, why bother? They go from that amount of pressure to us being like, hey, you're going to fail probably right away. Like, <laughs> you're going to probably screw up week one. And that's, that's great. Like, we actually expect that and we need that because we have to learn where the holes are. We're, we're trying to build a strong foundation forever. Our timeline's different. We're trying to build a strong foundation forever. So the quicker we learn where the gaps are, the quicker we build the foundation that sustains you. It's pretty straightforward. We operate with a lot of compassion and empathy and not beating yourself up all the time. 
So it's this huge change, right? It's this huge change that, you know, coming from the background of beating yourself up and punishing yourself for failed diets, I used to fall into this camp. I was the worst offender. If I ate off plan, I would, (laughs) this is kind of embarrassing. I would legitimately spend time looking at myself in the mirror and picking myself apart because I ate off plan. I would pick apart my body. I would verbally abuse myself. Like, what's wrong with you? Why can't you stay consistent? That's why your body looks like shit. Look at your stomach. Like, I would legitimately pick myself apart. And the this is exactly why we, you know, why pop exists. All the shit that I put myself through, it wasn't my fault because that's what I knew. That that's what I was taught. That's what I was told I had to do. Not the berating myself, but basically the pressure to be perfect, the the thinking of like, there's no room for error. This is what you have to do. The company that I worked for literally grades people every day on their macros. They give them a green or a red. It's like pass or fail based off of arbitrary numbers that might not even be the right numbers for that person. Like how fucked up is that? So people coming to us, they've spent enough time being punished and doing extreme shit that was never going to work. It was never designed to work. And it doesn't say anything about you as a person. Okay. So here's the fine line that we have to walk because we have to know those truths. Like the diets that you've tried in the past were designed to fail. They weren't your fault. And yes, they actually make it more difficult to succeed long-term, which is why I am such a stickler for time. It's, it's not because I'm trying to force anybody into a decision. It's because I know the cost. Because the more extreme your diet, the more difficult it's going to be to get you to where you ultimately want to go. The longer that you delay, like the longer that you try to do things in the restrict and, you know, just basically the whole deprivation game that you're playing, that you've probably been playing, the longer that you play that game, the longer the repair process. You know, it's like, somebody who is is trying to force themselves and will themselves to a result and they're just being you know they're shutting off all of the the signals and the red flags and they just keep pushing they just keep pushing and then they burn themselves out and that recovery period takes a long time so that's why i'm i'm so um why i talk about the the timing of everything like what are you waiting for So you come from that background and you're getting out of that trap. You're getting off of that hamster wheel and it can feel like this amazing relief when you finally give yourself permission to do things the right way. When you take perfection off the table, when you decide that failure is inevitable and it's an important part of the process, it's it's a great feeling, but here's the tightrope. That doesn't mean does not mean that you get to firmly place yourself 
on the other end of that extreme where it becomes okay to act like an asshole. And what I mean by that is if you constantly have excuses, if you're constantly rationalizing and justifying all the shit that you're doing that is not moving you towards your goals, you're acting like an asshole. Because look, sometimes it, it really does feel like such an amazing mindset shift when you stop beating yourself up, when you stop trying to be perfect, when you accept failure. It, all, it can happen where you take it too far, where you're just always starting over and you're just like, well, that's okay. I, I didn't eat what I was supposed to because, oh, I had a little sniffle. Like, it's okay. I'll get back on track tomorrow. And you just are going from one end of the extreme to the other. You went from cutting yourself zero slack to cutting yourself all the slack. Okay. When, when life happens, by the way, the phrase life happening, it, it's really a horrible phrase because life, you know, when we say, oh, well, I was doing really well, but then life happened. No, life has always happened. That's the standard operating system that we all live. Randomness has always occurred. So when you say life happened, you're indicating that it was some kind of a random event, but randomness is consistent. So it's actually not random at all. You just used it as an excuse to act like an asshole. So typically we're like, oh, well, I was doing really well, but then life happened and everything just went to shit. No. Something happened, sure. But you decided to let everything go to shit. So the other end of the extreme is where you have an excuse every single day for not doing what needs to be done. Look, the, the default way of operating is to not do the things that move you towards your goals. That's, that's normal. That's what nor like most people, that's what they do. They spend most of their adult life not moving forward, making things more difficult for themselves. Like it's really easy to wake up, to not go to the gym, to not go for a walk. It's really easy to eat shitty food, get takeout, get fast food, not cook your own meals. Like that's easy. That's free. That's fucking easy. It doesn't cost you anything. That's, that's your default way of thinking. Yeah, I can just not do any of these things. That's easy. Focused effort and realizing that you, you are doing the things that are making you a better person. Like, Think about what happens when you ignore all that shit. Eventually, it catches up to you. It's aging you physiologically it's aging you to not move your body to eat like shit to ignore your health it's free and it's easy but think about the cost in the long run if we get out of the instant gratification mindset we realize that it's actually aging you it's making you sicker it's making you weaker it's impacting your relationships it's impacting your family you can't tell me that you show up for your job, that you show up for your spouse, that you show up for your kids 
as the best version of you when you ignore the things that you need to do that move you forward. You may not connect the dots right now. You may be thinking that I'm crazy for trying to connect these dots, but I'm telling you, think about it. The person who gets up in the morning, drinks water, moves their body, gets to the gym, eats quality foods, prioritizes themselves, shows up for themselves. Tell me that that person does not show up better at their job, more mental clarity, does not show up better for their relationships, more patience, more compassion, living more vibrantly. You can't say it honestly. You know that those things impact each other. So if you have an excuse every day to not follow through on the promises that you make to yourself to become the person that you were meant to be, by the way, life is meant for contribution, purpose, values, meaning. Like we're here for a reason. There's only one of you ever in existence, just one. I think it was, I think it's estimated that there have been, since our species has existed, 380 billion humans that have walked the earth. And you are a one of one. No one will ever be you, which means that your greatest gift is you. You are your greatest asset. And if you are allowing that asset to deteriorate, to not become the best version of that asset, you're not becoming the best version of you when you allow your excuses to win every day, when you have a reason not to do what needs to get done, when you justify it, when you rationalize it every fucking day, it's the same bullshit excuse because that's easy. It's free and it's easy, but it's taking away the very purpose and the very meaning of you being on this earth. It's taking away your purpose. You cannot, you cannot show up with the greatest asset, which is you and your uniqueness, and make the most of it without taking care of your health, your physical health, your emotional health, which means doing those things each and every day, moving your body, drinking water, getting outside, getting some sunlight, stress management, quality sleep, quality nutrition. Those things are all connected. So if you've got an excuse every day, you're acting like an asshole. If a rough day at work means that you completely shit the bed on your nutrition, you're acting like an asshole. If you get into a little argument with your husband or your wife or your partner and that causes you to eat like an asshole, you're the problem. You understand these things are not cause and effect. They're isolated situations that we marry together in our mind 
because it helps us to justify the decision. Right? I wasn't feeling all that well, so I ate like an asshole. No, it was not so I. I wasn't feeling that well. I decided to eat like an asshole. That's a big difference because if you always connect it to the event, you are literally giving away all of your power. I had a bad day at work. My boss was an asshole. So I ate 10 cookies. No, you are now abdicating responsibility off of yourself and placing it onto your boss or your day. So that means that you've now created a conditional response. I can only do well when I have a good day at work or when my boss isn't a dick. You've now created a conditional response, which is not how success happens. Success happens when you realize that randomness, all of these things, these random events, they're always going to be in existence. So having a bad day at work, that's going to happen. Getting into an argument with a spouse or a partner or a kid, that's going to happen. Don't marry the two events together. Don't create that narrative simply because you want a reason or a rationalization. Now, yes, I understand that there can be some neural connections because you've repeated the same behavior so many times. Like people who use food as a coping mechanism, as an emotional outlet, and they've done it so many times throughout their life that it, be, it, it literally becomes a subconscious decision. But it's still a separate decision because you can break that neural connection. You still have to put the responsibility and the ownership on yourself, getting in the habit of disconnecting those two events and treating them as separate entities is a great way to build and facilitate new neural connections and new neural pathways rather than creating the conditional response. So once you separate the things, you are now putting him yourself back in the driver's seat, right? Because you bridge them together in the first in the first place, which means that you can unbridge them. You can disconnect them. When you own it and you own responsibility, you are now in control. Do you understand that how much of a difference that can make? That should feel really empowering. I made the choice to do this thing versus the helpless victim. My husband was so annoying and my body just told me to eat all the carbs. So I overconsumed. No, that's you playing the victim. Don't pretend like you didn't have control over the decision. Own it. I separately made the decision to eat all of the carbs. That's ownership. It, once you own it, you can change it. Once you own it, you can change it. The sooner that you take responsibility, the sooner you can change it. It's like being frustrated that you're not where you want to be. 
And the only place that you have to look is the mirror. That's it. Because when you own it, it all becomes so clear. How can you be frustrated that you're not where you want to be when you haven't been doing the shit that you need to do to get there? Right? Because when you justify it, when you rationalize it, when you excuse it to death, well, now you've pushed responsibility off of yourself. So you still feel rightfully entitled to the results. Psychologically, you still feel entitled to those results because you've placed external blame. It's no longer you. You've abdicated responsibility. So, of course, you're like, well, what the fuck? Where are my results? Your results start when you take ownership and responsibility. Hopefully, this is the truth mirror that you need. It's okay, right? This is the fine line. It's okay to not beat yourself up. It's okay to recognize these patterns in yourself and to say, you know what? I am doing this and it is my fault and it is my responsibility, but guess what? That's okay. That doesn't make me a bad person because now that I know this and now that I see this, I'm going to do something about it. Doing, doing is your answer. Don't talk about it. So many times I have people that message me and they tell me how much what I talk about resonates with them. And I love to hear that. Nothing makes me happier. I love when people connect to my message. But there's always that thought of like, okay, great. Now what are you going to do about it? Because I don't care about the words. I care about the actions because the actions are what change things. Like, Actions make the change happen. The words make you feel warm and fuzzy. Oh, this hits home so much. It's like, why do we post inspirational shit all over our stories? We love to post the quotes and share all this message. Here's this quote, right? Because it makes us feel like we're actually doing something, but we're not. It just becomes kind of like this big, motivational circle jerk, which nobody is making progress. You're just saying, oh, these words resonate with me, but now I feel like I did something about it because I read an inspirational quote. No, you have to take the steps. You have to follow through. You have to do the things that will move you forward. That's what it's all about. Nothing matters if you're not going to do it. Like if, if you're not going to take action, I don't care. I don't care how deeply you resonate. Now, awareness is the first step. So it's probably a good sign if this helps you create some awareness. If you start to identify with certain patterns, that was the key to, to my success. I'll tell you that. I was a bit of a jackass for most of my life. I'm 37 years old. I'll be 38 in July of this year. And I can tell you that, and my parents would be, I'll bring my parents on, they'll tell you what a jackass I was. I didn't have my shit together for most of my life. I didn't know what I wanted out of life. 
I had a hard time with who I was. I had a hard time with what I wanted to do. There's a reason why I was so e like why I was so easily manipulated within the diet industry. I was the lost soul who just was trying to fill a void. I was like a, a diet marketer's wet dream. It was easy. Oh, I can lose weight quickly? Great. Maybe that'll make me happy. No. I spent most of my adult life, the first 30 years, probably a little bit longer than that, acting like an asshole, expecting results for things that I wasn't doing, making excuses, blaming everybody else, never looking internally. And it was the, the awareness piece of, of noticing those patterns that allowed me to make a change. And it wasn't an easy change to make, but it was the most worthwhile endeavor that I could have ever gone on. It is a really painful feeling to know that you're capable of more, that you can contribute more, that you can have a more purposeful existence. It's really painful to feel like you're, you're capable. You're not living up to your true potential. And that's what most people do. Most people don't get serious about their health until it's, till they're in their 40s and 50s. It's just how we, how we operate. And all of a sudden, we're like, oh, shit, this kind of matters. I wish I had done things the right way a long time ago. Now, the good news is, is it's never too late. So don't write yourself off. But if we think about it, most people just take the easy road because nobody's willing to point out these things. Nobody's willing to have these conversations. But I needed to spot those patterns before I could fix them. And I knew I had more potential. I knew I had more to give. And I still feel that way. I still feel like I haven't even scratched the surface of what I can contribute, of fulfilling my purpose. I still feel like there's a long way to go. And I'm okay with that. But you can't be that person if, you, if you're not prioritizing yourself. If you're not eating well, if you're not moving your body, if you're not challenging yourself, if you're not sleeping well, if you're not managing stress. You can't be the person that you were meant to be, that one-of-one, one, unique, only you. You are your greatest asset. You can't be that person if you're not doing those things, if you're constantly making excuses, if you're placing external blame for everything. You can't be that person. So the question is, when does it stop? When do you stop living with that fear? And when do you start living with courage? Fear of failure, fear of success, fear of making a mistake, fear of not being good enough, fear of being seen, fear of not being seen. All of it 
is a protective mechanism to keep you safe. It's all your body wants is to keep you safe. The problem is that playing it safe kills you. It ages you. Physiologically, it actually ages you. Because if you're always in that low-grade anxiety, if you're always in that sympathetic nervous system, that's catabolic. That breaks you down. That ages you. It ages your cells. When you're in the parasympathetic mode, when you're confident, when you know your value and you show up for yourself and you prioritize yourself, now all of a sudden your digestion is better, you're getting the nutrients that you need, more mental clarity, you're showing up, you're more fulfilled because of the job that you're able to do at work, you're more fulfilled because of the relationships that you have. That's anti-aging. So I know this might ruffle some feathers, and I realize that it's probably not the easiest thing to hear. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not immune to any of this. This is the human condition. Why do you think normal is stressed out, overweight, unfulfilled, broke? Why do you think normal looks really shitty on paper? Because this is the human condition. For every single person that has the courage to do better for themselves, to invest in themselves, to sign up for coaching, whether that's with us or anybody else, I always think about that. Like this person is spectacular, like truly, because normal doesn't do that. Normal plays it safe. Normal stays comfortable. Normal stays in fear. Normal makes excuses. Normal says it's not the right time. Normal says my spouse won't understand. Normal says I can't afford it. Normal stays sick and broken. The people that realize everything, all of those things, and then still take action and invest in themselves and show up for themselves, that's fucking spectacular. I feel that way every single time. Every single time. The worst is when somebody makes that decision and then they talk themselves out of it before they can take the first step. It's so, you're like, it's, you're so close to having everything that you could have ever desired and you just let it slip out of your hands. It's painful. I'm telling you, there is no greater pain than knowing that you're capable of more, that knowing that you have not reached your full potential is the greatest pain that you can feel. When there's that kind of low-grade, consistent anxiety, it's just nagging at you. That's usually what it is. You're capable of more, but you're not doing anything about it. 
you're staying in that in that same cycle you're staying stuck you're falling into what's normal into what's easy what's comfortable at any point in time you can change you can break that cycle and that should feel empowering because like i said it's a tightrope we're not here to beat ourselves up we're not here to berate ourselves but we're also not here to make excuses and to abdicate responsibility and to push everything onto an external source of blame i hope this message landed the way that it was intended to i hope that you don't try to fix it right now don't try to close the loop don't try to get all the answers just sit with it just sit with the feeling how does it feel is it like turning your stomach a little bit sit with that feeling don't immediately go seeking answers just sit with it let that feeling exist don't try to close the loop don't try to solve it don't try to google your way out of it how do i lose weight consistently like how do i stop blowing myself up just sit with it i hope this was helpful i would love to know if you resonated in any type of way i'd like to hear about it but then i'd also like to see what you're doing about it as well so if you're open to sharing both of those things like what part of this message spoke to you what part of this message resonated with you but then more importantly what are the action steps that you're taking what are you doing about it getting back to the verb that matters doing action what are you doing about it i would love to know if you'd be open to share that would be amazing and uh, i will talk to you guys very soon <laughs>